sweet, sweet wine. Whoa! Whoa! Here we go. Too funny. <laughs> hey, Carleen. How the hell are you? <laughs> hey, Alma. <laughs> I'm fucking fantastic. <laughs> We are starting off well. You know, it was your daughter that made the suggestion that we should start two bottles deep. Oh, yeah. Well. We're only one. Oh, wow. Oh, well. We, we are one. Ooh. <laughs> the stuff just we goes one down. Go. It's so delicious. So. Oh. I, went, I went to lunch with a friend today. Mm-hmm. I don't have any stories. Like, I don't have any stories that came in from anybody, mm-hmm. but... My friend told me this story today, and I told her, I was like, you have to write that down so I can read it on the podcast. Yeah. But the gist of it is that they're living in a house. That they need Carlene to go to. They might. (laughs) So anyways, my friend Marty, we go to lunch today, and we're just talking about a number of topics, but we got on the topic of like the podcast and things that we talk about. And then I remember being younger and her having a ghost in her house. And her mm-hmm. sister talked, her and her sister would talk about it like super matter of factly. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, now her and her husband have lived in a house since they got married years ago. A different house. A different like, house. Uh-huh, okay. That there was a murder in mm-hmm. and things happen. And, you know, because she just kind of grew up in a house where ac- there was a lot of activity. Mm-hmm. To her, it's not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. except there was a few things that had happened that were kind of a big of big deal and they had somebody tell them because they were a younger couple back then uh-huh. uh i think it was his their her mother-in-law told them that they have to be a lot calmer when they argue or fight because the murder that happened was oh, a murder of passion oh <laughs> so like it brings the yeah okay it sounds like so anyways i'm not gonna give too much more i i told her i was like can you please write that down oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that sounds exciting yeah but it was interesting. I was sitting there. I'm like, this is fascinating. Yeah. Here's Carlene's card. Right? Color. <laughs> she may, maybe she doesn't want to get rid of it, though. Yeah, I don't think she really, like, now, because she, she loves her house. She's yeah. like, it's not, it's not It really. doesn't bother her. Yeah. Maybe it has nothing to do with the murder. And maybe it's something that's, like, been with her since she grew up, like how mine were with me. So she's just sensitive. Maybe. Hmm. We were talking about Connor getting married. Right. And we had my cousins in town. And my mom was talking about stuff that happened to her. I like how matter-of-factly you just gloss over the fact that you're... Oh, I'm not you know, done. I'm a ta- married I'm son. Done. I'm not done talking <laughs> that about happened that this part. Weekend. Yes, that happened. Oh, we'll be on that subject because <laughs> I'm super excited. Okay, so my mom, though, was talking about things that happened uh, way back when, like, my great-grandparents were, she was helping with them. And, and then she ended up with this picture that I now have that's in, like, it's really old. It's my great-grandfather who was from Russia, and it's a picture of his family and him when he was younger, like a baby, I think. Anyway, nobody has shoes on. They're poor. And it has, like, the, it's oval. It has, like, the bubble frame or the bubble glass mm-hmm. from the antique Anyway, so she's talking about how it was hanging in her house, and um, they heard a crash, and the glass just shattered. Really? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, right? And she was talking about some kind of apparition, seeing stuff. Anyway, so then I was like, well, there is something to that picture, because once I inherited it, um, I keep it 
in the laundry room. Oh, I did keep it like in my laundry room. And when the kids would have friends over or whatever, you'd always hear things in the laundry room or they would see apparitions. They Mm -hmm. would go like they're walking into the laundry room. And then I had to tell that family, (laughs) you know, it's with respect that I have you and I want you here and blah, blah, blah. I have this long talk with them. And so whatever activity we were getting that I thought was related to this picture right. had calmed down. And then Connor had this friend over and he was staying the night and oh, they were older boys and I don't know, whatever. It was late. He stayed the night on the pullout sofa in the front room and all of a sudden you hear him say, Connor, is that you? Oh, yeah. Did I say that you, story? Yeah, you've, yeah okay. but that was super interesting. Yeah. And so... You were and, talking about the family in the garage. Yes. Okay, so now fast forward to the other day. Okay, this has happened within a month. I heard something in the garage, which this isn't out of the ordinary, but it hasn't happened in so long. So I heard something in the garage... And I'm the only one there. I know nothing's in the garage. I haven't been in the garage. And I noticed that the garage light is on. And I'm like, how long has that been on? Like, those lights only burn for so long. Right. And I haven't been in the garage. Nobody's been here. And so I unlock the door and I look inside and that picture is on the ground. And I have it high on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Mind you, it hasn't gone anywhere. It's been high on this shelf. It hasn't moved. Right. And then all of a sudden the light on the garage is on and that picture is on the ground. Interesting. Right? So, kind of like, what the heck? Who turned on the slide? Okay, whatever. Turn off the light, put the picture back. I make sure that picture is up there good and sturdy. It's not going to come down. Like, I don't know, a couple more weeks. I hear something in the garage, like a thunk. And I'm like, I swear to you, that picture's on the ground. I'm going to freak out. Go in the garage. Not kidding. What? The picture is on the ground, but so are some other things from other places. And it's almost like somebody threw a temper tantrum in my garage. So did you sit in there and say, okay, no, you got my attention. What's going on? Let's talk. I said, I don't have time for this shit. Picked up the picture and put it back because I don't want anything. I did say I don't want anything to happen to this. So like, can you stop throwing it around and put it back? Right. But no, I was like, oh, interesting. freaking me out. Anyway, crazy, right? Yeah. But this has been going on since we were kids with this picture. Huh. It's insane. But you don't want to ask them, like, why Why are you tossing this picture? I have asked. Oh, no, I haven't asked them why they're, like, being so vocal right now. There must be something. They want my attention about something. I don't know what. I don't know why they're throwing a temper tantrum all of a sudden now. That's weird. I know. <laughs> Super weird. I'll figure it out when I have some time because I haven't had much time because my son got married. Yes, he did. (laughs) You are now officially a mother in law. Mother in law. Like the best mother in law. And I married him. Yeah, that's right. You officiated. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you that I have been ordained for six years, So, and they have been dating for, for six years? It's almost like I knew it was coming. Right? How weird is that? <laughs> it is kind of weird, though, to me. So how did it come about for you to officiate? Did they ask you, or did you offer? Or? Well, all through their dating, I would always joke and be like, you know, I can marry you right now. You guys want to get married? Let's do it right now. 
And then I would say, well, when you get married, I can marry you. And they, Connor would always be like, no, mom, because you'll just cry through the whole thing. So I'm like, I will be a professional about this. And so when they were planning the wedding, I was talking to Leslie, my daughter-in-law, and she said <laughs> something about, well, when you officiate the wedding, and I was like, wait, what? What did you just say? Oh, I think we were, she was at the house, and we were talking. And she said, oh, my God, Connor didn't ask you? And I'm like, no, but wait. And so then I'm trying not to cry. Right. So I'm like, because then that would have proved them right. So I'm like, what? Oh, oh my God. So great. Aw. I didn't cry. That's super special, though. It is. It's much harder to write a ceremony for your child than it is for, like, anybody else. I can't even imagine. I would have been weepy the whole time, like... There's no way I could do that. I did so good. I was, I only got choked up when I saw Leslie walking towards us on her dad's arm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would probably get me too. Yeah, it was super sweet. And then, yeah, it was just a great day. It was like a perfect. From beginning to end. Yeah, the wedding, the weather was perfect. It was just amazing. It was amazing. And even our, um, Connor and I, our mother-son song got messed up but mm-hmm. you know we rolled with it what song was it <laughs> it was prince and i can't tell you the song connor picked it out but we got like maybe 30 seconds of some time like i was just getting ready to like you know give him a little mom love like oh i'm so proud of you you're amazing blah, 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 and talk to him and then you know we're just kind of dancing and the dj messed up the you know, start skipping. And mm-hmm. so Connor's like, what do we do now? And I'm like, go with it. So we, we just started being all goofy. Aww. It was cute, though. We had a, just made the best out of it. Still had fun. Aww, that's so sweet. It was sweet. And Aiden and Allie gave the sweetest toast to them. It, it, was, just, it was a great day. Did anybody record that? I hope so. Aww. My cameras didn't work. My phone was full. So Connor went that morning and got me a mega SD card for my camera. Made sure my camera's fully charged. Now I can't get my camera to charge at all. I have to go buy like a new battery or something to see if it'll work. Because I was just going to do old fashioned. Because I also wanted to see if I could video for like long amounts of time so that we could start doing videos. Right. For us. But my battery's jacked up. So <laughs> needless to say, I didn't get to take any pictures. Aww. I know, it was a bummer. So now I'm like sending messages out to everybody. Like I will take any photos that you have. Real quick, before we get into our stories, you did have something you wanted to talk about besides this, your 15 for 15. Okay, so one of the people that cuts my hair, (laughs) I flip-flop, Debbie, they they have like a suite and it's just full of people with like the do nails, the do hair, the do facials. And they were like, you should come in here because they have so many people. She refers so many people to me and she's like, we talk about you all the time. Anytime I go in there, I end up reading somebody. So she's like, you should come in here. You can use the suite. I thought I was going to go in there like while they're working, but they're actually just going to give me the suite and they're going to post something. And I'm going to do 15 minutes for $15 and just do short reads with people. So if anybody wants to come to 59th and Greenway, I'll post it on my 
Facebook page. Yes. That. Anyway, we'll put all the details or, on. Is it walk-ins or is it appointment only? Or we're, um, I, we're doing appointments. Okay. Because, you know, everybody's going to be scheduled 15-minute increments. Right. That's going to be fun. It's going to be super fun. And it'll be fun for you because I know you... <laughs> You want to give everybody everything. Yeah. So trying to stay in that 15 minutes. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I was telling them, I'm like, this is going to be a true test for me. But I figure if I can do it when I'm in the shop and talk to a few different people or if I'm at a grocery store, I can do this. You can do it. You can do this. This girl can do it. (laughs) And if it goes well, then I'll do it on a regular. So like if there's people that are iffy or don't. Oh, I'm not sure about it, or I don't know, Carly. Spend $15 to see if you want a whole session. And then I can give like a discount when they come to see me. Right. You already spent $15. Give you like a little discount. We talked about doing the discount on our Patreon too. Oh, yeah. Didn't we? I think so. I haven't put it up there yet because I wanted to talk to you more about it. Speaking of Patreon, we got our shirts. Oh, yeah. And anybody that follows us on Instagram probably has already seen them or on Facebook. Yay. Yay. I'm so happy. They're super cute. So the next thing we were talking about doing uh, wine glasses or shot glasses. I'm leaning towards shot glasses. Shot glasses. <laughs> now that we've had, because Connor and Leslie did their shot toast. Right. I, I like it too. So... Well, I'm gonna look into that. Oh, and then I just I did, I did want to talk look about at you and your notes. A content. Yes, I'm trying to have notes Ooh. because it's I forget official. things. All I the do time. all the time. Every time we're gonna start. So when I posted on Instagram when I showed the shirts and stuff, I said that we were gonna have an upcoming <gasps> contest. contest. And so here's the contest. Um, if you have Apple Podcasts and you haven't subscribed to us, go and subscribe now and rate and review us. So this is important. You have to write a review. Oh, yeah. And if you don't have Apple Podcasts, you can also go to our Facebook page, like us, and you have the ability to write a review there. So either or on Apple Podcasts or on Facebook. Does Spotify have any of that? No. Oh, that's it sucks. So rate us on either of those two platforms. And we will take your name, put it in a hat, and the next night we record, which is probably going to be yeah. like the 25th or the 26th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I have an idea. Okay. Tell me what you think about this. Cut it out if you don't like it. Because <laughs> that's how we do things here. That's right. What if we get a certain amount of people subscribe right. or like, like we set a number and then we say, like, if we get this amount of people, then we'll take a trip and go um, do, like, our little, like, kind of like what we did at the hotel. Right. But, because there's so many places I want to, Tombstone, I noticed, like, Ghost Hunters were at so many places here in Arizona. I want to go and explore some of these crazy places. Absolutely. So what if we did something like that? We or could do we that. we could talk about future. But I this think. one's for shirt. Yeah, this is for sure what you're talking about. Yeah. But well, what yeah. I'm talking no, about I do. I is like a that. whole other idea. If we get like so many people to like, then we'll be like, we're going to go on an adventure. We'll set all that up. But isn't that a great idea? Yeah. Like us on Patreon because it helps those adventures. We mm-hmm. literally paid for with our <laughs> one <laughs> with our one patron. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys please help? We paid for our... Uh, hotel stay at the san carlos with that so that was awesome yeah otherwise we're gonna be doing an adventure in somebody's backyard (laughs) (laughs) 
Which we're not against at all. No. I mean, hey, if you no. have if you have stuff going on, let's oh. know. <laughs> no. Um, Saguaro Ranch. Are they haunted? Yes. No way. Uh, I read about it. We could have a, a mini adventure there. We should. Just saying. I like that idea. It's just right down the road. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. Do it. Maybe we can get some off hours time there. Like when there's no people around. Yeah. So there's no intervert interference and at night i don't know do i want to do it at night they have a lot of coyotes over there do they really Mm -hmm. they're coming in my neighborhood really yeah and allie allie got home one night and she's like running in the house she's like mom there's two coyotes out there they don't eat the peacocks that's probably why they hang out there because the um they're all the rabbits and the cats i think they actually live somewhere around gcc oh huh oh well because there's all that wide open space. Mm-hmm. Alrighty anyway. then. So I wanted to get those things out of the way. I didn't mean to yeah, interrupt your... Yeah, confused by my little sidebar. <laughs> I just got super, you know, excited. Yeah, it's definitely uh, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and like, rate, and review us on Facebook, either or, and we put your name in a hat. We... For the drawing. Yeah, and if you... We had a, but if you've ever rated us on Apple Podcasts, you're already automatically. And if you've ever rated us on Facebook, you're automatically in the drawing. And then you get a t-shirt. Sweet. Sweet. I'm telling you, they're they're really cute. I'm looking at it right now. They are cute. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. So, anything else? No, I think that's it for right now. We should probably, we're like 23 minutes in. We should probably get into the story. You know, okay. is yours long? Well, it's eighteen point. Oh, <laughs> New Times yeah. Roman. So no, good. we're good. All right. So mine is the murder of Martha Moxley. Have you ever heard of this? No. Is there a movie? Is there a book? Yes. Is there a series? <laughs> I don't think there's a series, but okay. there has been a couple of movies. Really, I did not know. Oh, that. not movie movies, but like ABC specials. Yeah, something like that. Really? Yeah. Okay, so the story takes place in an exclusive gated community called Bell Haven in Greenwich, Connecticut in 1975. So I'm literally three. 1975. Yeah. You are really creeping up the close ladder here, girl. Why? You did that last time, too. Did I? No. Oh, not, oh yeah, I did. It was 1973. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Instead of 1800s. Interesting. Okay. Well, you know what? I, I wanted to, because this murder takes place the night before Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so I had already started looking at this mm-hmm. for a Halloween story. And then we did the other thing. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm going to get this out of the way. Um, and besides, I've been listening to the news all week and listening to the, <laughs> I'm just torturing myself. Yeah, I know. I can't do it. Kind of been tuned in to stuff. So mm-hmm. anyways, so. Um, on October 30th of 1975, the night before Halloween, um, Martha Moxley, who's 15, um, she leaves the house. She's just a little thing. She's, yeah, she's a youngin'. Um, she leaves the house with her friends to partake in the activities that come with Mischief Night. Now, I've never heard of this, but I guess it's something big in back east. Mm. It's the night before Halloween, so, like, they do the whole ding dong ditch thing oh. and tp houses and throw eggs and they what? just hell to the no yeah it's a teenager thing 
That's the thing they, okay. do, they do. Toilet papering houses is your favorite thing, right? I mean, the egg thing <laughs> is not my favorite, but teepee, I'm all about. So that's why they call it mischief night, I guess. That night, she doesn't come home. Her mom gets up like at a certain time, expects her to be stories. there. I know, I'm sorry, but. No, Dateline and whatever that other one is that are on Fridays. Like, I'm, like, flipping around last night. I can't watch this shit. I can't. I made, I texted Allie this morning and told her she has to give me a high every, like, night so that I know that she made it home. And this is kind of why I stopped doing these stories, uh-huh. but I got to do a few here and there. I <sighs> give red meat to some of our people that tuned in for this kind of stuff okay go oh my god oh better drink yeah we should hey i've drank i've drank all right like i said she didn't come home that night the next morning her body's found beneath a tree in her family's backyard her pants and underwear were pulled down however she had not been sexually assaulted so somebody wanted to make it look like she had been no, I'll, I'll oh, tell you more. Pete's safe for that all night. Uh, pieces of broken six iron golf club were found near her body. Mm-hmm. The autopsy revealed that she had been both bludgeoned and stabbed in the neck with the club handle. Some of the YouTubes that I listened to, which were basically like Dateline and whatever, mm-hmm. pretty much said that it was a crime of passion. They called it a crime of passion because it was so brutal. Uh, her family had just moved to Greenwich a year prior. She had made friends with two neighbor boys named Thomas and Michael Skakel. That night, she was in the company of both Michael and Tommy. Tommy was the older brother, and they both had a thing for her. And there was kind of like some sort of weird competition between them. Uh, and Tommy, like from the stuff that I was watching, basically, like he knew how to push his brother's buttons. As and, most brothers do. Yeah. And he was, it, it kind of made it sound like he was just kind of like into her, like to dig at his brother. Like oh. it kind of, that's the way it came across in, a, in several different YouTubes that I watched. According to friends, Moxley began flirting with and eventually kissed Thomas Skakel, Tommy, Michael's brother, Moxley, was last seen falling together behind the fence with Thomas Skakel near the pool in the Skakel backyard at around 9.30 p.m. And that was the last time anyone saw her alive. Anyone besides these two. The brothers are nephews of Ethel Skakel Kennedy, Uh -uh. the widow of Robert F. Kennedy. So there's a Kennedy connection. The police trace the golf club used in the killing to the collection of the Skako family. Actually, it belonged. Their, their mom had passed away mm-hmm. a few years prior, and they were the mom's golf club. Oh, so. so they were lady golf clubs? Yeah. Thomas and another young man considered suspects, though both passed lie detector tests. Tommy Skako was the last person seen with Moxley on the night of the murder, and he had a weak alibi. He became the prime suspect, but his father forbade access to his school, and they were like a very well-to-do family. I mean, the whole that whole community mm-hmm. is just I kind very of wealthy people. Like preppy boys. Yeah. So he became prime the prime suspect, um, and then his father steps in and doesn't. You know, he kind of just puts the kibosh on them getting any information about him. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Littleton, who had started working as a live-in tutor for the Skakel family, only hours before the murder, literally. Like, he was unpacking that night. A also became tutor? a prime. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. So. Your kid's got to be really dumb if you. No, I'm just. 
I, I don't think he was just a live-in tutor. I think he was like almost kind of like a nanny because Aww. these kids, since their mom had passed away, from what I gather, they were they were kind of rambunctious. Aww. Like they ran amok when he wasn't around, and he wasn't around a lot because. He was a very busy business person. Mm. So interesting. And, and it's the seventies, you know. So they call him a tutor instead of like a nanny. Right. They're 15 well, one of the um, documentaries I listened to actually called him a nanny. Oh. So interesting. But I guess he was probably a nanny slash tutor. Right. So that's Kenneth Littleton. Mm-hmm. So he's literally unpacking this night. Also, he becomes a prime suspect. However, no one was charged and the case languished for decades. What? Yeah. Although Martha's parents always suspected that the Skakel boys had something to do with it. So a little bit more about Michael. There's, I can't remember how many brothers there were. There's like one sister and there's like five brothers, I think. Holy cow. The family lived in the affluent neighborhood of Belhaven in Greenwich, Connecticut. After his mother's death from brain cancer in 1973, Skakel, oh, it was actually that year. Skakel began abusing alcohol. So he's 15 as well. Am I already an alcoholic? Yeah. So he's the younger one, Michael. Mm -hmm. Tommy's the one that I mentioned that they were flirting. Mm -hmm. He's the older one and he's about 17. 17. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I knew that. Yeah. You just told me you're like 17. Yeah. I was going to say it before, like even earlier, but that's so weird that I'm even new. Go ahead. (laughs) Maybe she's telling me. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Go. Just, I don't know. Um, that is so weird. Yeah. I'll tell you another connection after I'm done with this. Okay. All right. So he he's 15 and he's abusing alcohol. He also struggled for years with dyslexia. He was a very poor student. I mean, he lost his mom at a pretty young age. Right. He already has trouble with the probably self-esteem issues. So, and he doesn't have an attentive dad. Right. So he's like, fuck it. And he's got... Him and his older brother like each have other. like yeah and a very unhealthy an unhealthy relationship it sounds like between the two of these two at this time he was a poor student and reportedly flunked out of dozen schools he also struggled for years with dyslexia which I mentioned and went that went undiagnosed until he was about twenty six I wonder if he had like a mild form of autism or something what do you call it autism when it's a mild form do they call it autism yeah okay I think it's just like there's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Or like something like that. You think so? Wait, what am Asperger's. Oh. That's what I'm thinking of, Asperger's. No, because I think like people with Asperger's like are, it doesn't sound like that from no. the story. Okay, go ahead. I'd say. He m- just has some social issues. Things. Yeah, that yeah. are like, he has, because the way they're like pegging all these learning disabilities, it's like, did he have all these or was it one thing? Right. Or was he just because his mom passed away mm-hmm. and he... He's just messed up. Right. Sorry. It's okay. His cousin, Robert F. Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy's... Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So it's Bobby Kennedy's son. Wow. Uh, later wrote that Skakel was a small, sensitive child, the run to the litter with a harsh and occasionally violent alcoholic father who both ignored and abused him. Huh. So according to neighbors and family friends, the Skakel children were given unlimited amounts of money and were largely unsupervised. Well, what do you think is going to happen? <sighs> So later around 1978, 1980, when Skakel attended, e- it's called the Elon School or Isn't Elan. Sh- I don't know. I would shake it. Sorry. So what, what's this one called? Like, this one is Choc- Choco Vine. Choco Vine. It's chocolate wine. Ch- Dutch 
Red wine and Dutch chocolate. And the one we're drinking, we just finished drinking, actually. Delicious. Stella Rosa Black. And you originally bought this for us to drink on Halloween, <laughs> but you weren't feeling good that night. So we, we had the schnapps. It's good. Oh, I, I don't know. I gotta make sure I like this. Like chocolate milk wine. Oh, you know what? It's Not bad. It's like a white Russian kind of thing. Is it? Oh, I'm gonna have more. My son's at home. I need a rod. It looks like it's a... not strong wine. I'm not feeling any kind of buzz. It's actually All right. pretty. Looks yummy. like chocolate milk. Yeah. With a little pink kind of like tint. Like a white Russian. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So, like I was saying, around 1978. To 1980, he's attending the Elon School, a treatment center for troubled youth because he had been charged with drunk driving. And this is the deal his father works out for him. Here he reportedly told two former students that he had killed Martha Moxley with a golf club. Uh -uh. They testified during the trial that he bragged, I'm going to get away with murder. I'm a Kennedy. However, the Institute's owner, because I guess there was like a group session or whatever where he said this, but the Institute's owner, Joe Ricci, denies Michael ever made that confession. So, but it it comes up later on. I think people, do you think people are intimidated by Kennedy, like by famous names like that? And he would cover up because the Kennedy name. It could be. Mm -hmm. And Robert Kennedy makes this case later on mm. like you know it was the kennedy name it was a it was all political yeah because they end up going after him oh. but we'll see interesting okay sorry and that fact wouldn't come until when he's tried so mm -hmm. that, anyways in 1991 keep in mind 1975 Jeez. and here we are in 1991 um, the murder investigation is reopened following a rumor that William Kennedy Smith was at the Skakel home the night of October 30th, 1975. So William Kennedy Smith is the one that got in trouble for, he went to trial for, mm -hmm. was I meant to look it up before we started. I mean, there were several things with Kennedys that came up over the years. <sighs> this is just another one. Poor yeah, Kennedy look, family. can you look at him? Yeah. William Kennedy Smith. So anyways... This rumor that he was at the house in 1975, you know, they were just trying to link the two that he already had a prior history of violence against women. Mm -hmm. And the rumor proved not to be true because he wasn't there at all. But it oh, brought... okay. I know this little snot-nosed brat. He was in the news a lot. Sorry to interrupt. But as soon as I saw his face, I knew who we were talking about. Oh, he was married even. Rape trial in which he was a it doesn't say who go ahead I'll, you want me to keep reading well, you want to read yeah it? find out who uh, who it was because i know there was one that happened in new york city like park central but i don't yeah. think he's that's the one so that that whole rumor turns out not to be it's just a false lead but it reopens this interest in this case i think i found it okay in 1991 is that what we're talking about mm -hmm. uh he was tried and acquitted on charges of rape the incident began on the evening of Good Friday, March 29th, 1991, when Smith, then 30, was in a bar. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In Palm Beach, Florida, with his uncle, Senator Ted Kennedy. Interesting. Uh, and his cousin, Patrick Kennedy Smith, met Patricia Bowman, a 29-year-old woman, and another young woman at the bar. The five 
then went to a nearby house owned by the Kennedy family. Smith and the 29-year-old woman walked along the beach. The woman alleged that Smith raped her. Mm. Smith testified that they had consensual sex, although three women were willing to testify that Smith had sexually assaulted them in incidents in 1980 in the 1980s uh, that were not reported to the police. Their testimonies were excluded. Smith was acquitted of all charges. Um, hold on. That probably wouldn't happen right now during no. this Me Too movement. No, it wouldn't. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not even that long ago, really. I feel like there's just a lot of stuff surrounding the Kennedys that seems to come up. Yeah. So was that what you were talking yep. about? Just that one thing? Yep. So during that trial, while that was going on, then there's this rumor rumor circulating that he had been, in 1975, there the night Martha Moxley had been killed. So, of course, you know, they had to follow that lead. But it proved to be a dead end. But like I said, here we are in 1991, and so it reignites interest in this case. Uh So... 1993 writer and journalist Dominic Dunn um, publishes a, a season in purgatory. Um, and it, in one of the YouTubes that I was watching, you know, he kind of gives an interview and he says that he met with Martha's mom, you know, to ask her permission and get her blessing to do this. Oh, so, wow. which is basically the Moxley case with names and a few other details changed. However, in this story, the wealthy neighbor's son is ultimately convicted. Uh, and Dominic Dunn, I think we talked about this before. It might have been Yvette and I. Mm-hmm. Dominic Dunn is the father of slain actress Dominique Dunn oh. from Poltergeist, Ooh. who was killed by her oh, stalker chills. boyfriend, her stalker boyfriend, uh-uh. John Sweeney. So he, chills, he yeah, so he kind of approached her because he'd been, he was a parent of a child that had been murdered. In 1995, a report is leaked to the press. Uh, Rushton Skakel, Michael's father, had hired private investigators who re-interviewed Tommy and Michael. According to Len Levitt, the author of Conviction Solving the Moxley Murder, Tommy admitted in that interview that he lied to police in 1975. So this is his father. His father has initiated this investigation. I think it was more, it sounds like it was more of to figure out everything uh-huh. in case they came after them. Interesting. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Tommy admitted it in that interview that he had lied. He previously claimed he had seen Martha at 9.30 p.m. the evening she was murdered. He now claimed the two engaged in mutual masturbation outside his home. And what? she left just what? before. Yeah, so they basically got each other off but didn't have okay. like penetration just before 10 p.m. Wait, do you think he was told, do you think his dad did this and then like he was told, listen, just say this so that we can clear your name, make it innocent, move forward. Like you're not all innocent, but you're innocent, move forward. You're, you're So you don't look stupid, like you weren't there, but you were there. You know right. what I mean? Do you think that they were like... Well, in case there's some sort of DNA evidence right. or something that comes up, I... I I, I wouldn't put that. But this is much further into what happened that night. Mm. So so mind you, Michael's getting to second, third base with her. Mm-hmm. And the other brother is probably extremely jealous. Mm-hmm. And he already has issues. And Yeah, he does seem like he's already a little off. 
Yeah. Super jealous. Uh-huh. Anyways, Michael also reportedly changed his story in this interview. He allegedly told the investigator that instead of going to bed after returning from his cousin Jimmy Terrian's home at 11 p.m., he climbed a tree outside Martha's window around midnight and masturbated. Okay, so everybody's having a masturbating fest? <laughs> Come on. What yeah. is... Listen, this all sounds a bit fishy to me. Yeah. I don't know. This report finds itself in the hand of former LAPD homicide detective Mark Furman. Oh. Um, famously, do you that remember? Sounds, who, yep. Yeah. <laughs> OJ Simpson, yeah. the guy that never said the N-word, mm-hmm. kind of discredited the whole case. Um, he later writes a book published in 1998. So, Okay. Let me Side go back bar. here. Do you like the wine? I love the wine. I like it too. It is really like silky. It's not like chocolate milk because like I'm not a milk drinker, but it's got, it is, it's silky. It's like melted chocolate. Yeah, it is really good. I, did, I was kind of iffy of like what this was going to taste me like, too. but I it's think, really good. I think uh, uh, Anna had got me a bottle of something like, not this brand, I don't think, but something close to it. It was like this. Mm, mm-hmm. It's really good. Well, it's good. Anyway, I just wanted to get your opinion before you read on. Okay. All right. So the report I'm telling you was uh, this report that uh, was initiated by the Skagel's father. Oh. So somebody stole it. And I was, so I heard this on the YouTube videos that I was watching, but I couldn't, like when I was going back and forth in the articles that I was uh-huh. reading, I was trying to find the exact story. But Don't you a, hate it when you can't? Yeah, it was Ugh. driving me crazy. So somebody apparently walked away with this report. And Dominique Dunn, Dominic Dunn had something. I think he was the middleman in all this. And it ends up in the hands of Mark Furman. And so then Mark Furman writes a book of published in does. 1998, Murder in Greenwich. Uh, Murder in Greenwich. Um, he names Michael Skakel, the oh. younger brother. As the murder and pointed out numerous mistakes the police had made in investigating the case. And he, like, I listened to his. I listened to several. several one sounded like it was coming from the Kennedy's vantage point. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, our brother's, like, innocent. My poor brother, he's being framed. And then this one was with Mark Furman. And he's like, this is all the things that they did wrong. This is why he did it. Blah, blah, blah. So, and... This report that the father had commissioned ends up like having all this damning evidence that he uses. So, you know, yeah. Anyways, so he writes this book and he names Michael. Even the years before the Dunn and Furman books, Greenwich police detectives Steve Carroll and Frank Garr, as well as police reporter Leonard Levitt, had become convinced that Michael Skakel was the killer in June 1998. So how many years have passed by? This is so sad for this family. Yeah. For the mom. The dad passes away, I think, like, in the early 90s. So he never even, like... Got to see the justice. Yeah. The mom is still living, and she's still trying to... Oh my it, wait, let me finish the rest okay. of this because okay. you'll you'll That's see all sad. the ups and downs that she's gone through in this whole case. 1998, a rarely invoked one-man grand jury was convened to review the evidence of the case. After an 18-month investigation, it was decided there was enough evidence to charge Michael Skakel with the murder. On January 9, 2000, an arrest warrant was issued for an unnamed juvenile for Moxley's murder. Skakel surrendered, which he's not a juvenile at this point, right. far from it. Skakel surrendered to authorities later that day. He was released shortly thereafter on $500,000 bail. Oh, that's that's 
chump change yeah, them. Probably. On March 14th, Skakel was arraigned for murder in juvenile court as he, as if he was 15 years old at the time, because he was 15 years oh, old okay, at the time okay. that the murder occurred. Oh, On January 31st, 2001, a judge ruled that Skakel would be tried as, a, as an adult, you know, because uh-huh. he was an adult. Uh-huh. Skakel's trial began on May 7th, 2002 in Norwalk, Connecticut. He was represented by attorney Michael Sherman. Skakel's alibi was that, and most of this I got from Wikipedia. Alibi was that at the time of the murder, he was at his cousin's house during the trial. The jury heard part of the taped book proposal, which included, excuse me, a book proposal by Michael Skakel. Interesting. You know what? That's the dad, right? No, this is... The, oh, this is the, the brother. Yeah, this is the guy. This is Michael's the younger brother. Okay. That's All suspected. Right. All right. Um, which included Michael Skakel speaking about masturbating in a tree on the night of the murder. Uh-huh. Possibly the same tree under which Moxley's body was found the next Ugh. morning. In the book proposal, Skakel did not admit to committing the murder. Prosecutors took words from the book proposal and overlaid them on graphic images of Moxley's dead body in a computerized multimedia presentation shown to the jurors' closing argument. So it's like his words juxtaposed to these pictures of her murder no. scene. No. So to the jurors. So it like made that. But well, they gotta have that connection to feel emotionally after all these years. Right. But that poor mother. I know. Mm-hmm. In the audio tape, Skakel said that he was afraid he might have been seen in the previous night jerking off and oh. he panicked. Though the jury heard the whole tape during the closing arguments, the prosecutor did not play that portion of the audio tape in which Skakel had said jerking off, oh giving God. the impression that he was confessing to the murder. And I guess this was a big deal. Like it was. Like, there was a big to-do about that, how it was kind of unethical for the prosecutor to do it in the way that he had done it. Right. Um, Prosecute... There was so much to this, so I cut a bunch of stuff out. Prosecutors also had excerpts of Martha's diary entries read aloud to the jury. In several of the excerpts, Moxley wrote about her friends, her neighbor, Michael, and his older brother, Thomas... Skakel, 17. Uh, if you would have just seen the houses that these people lived in, they were huge, Aww. like, and they had this huge sprawling yards, but they were one of their closest neighbors. They were, like, literally one block, like, their house is right here, and then down that same block, the Skakel house was... Aww. Right at the end of the book. So while Michael's defense team claimed the diary passages had no connection to the case and would only prejudice the jury against their client, prosecutors argued the entries revealed a motive for Moxley's murder. The victim's relationship with the Skakel brothers, her annoyance with Michael, and ambivalence towards Tom's advances are relevant to the motive. You know, when I see pictures of her, she reminds me of Marsha Brady. She just, oh, really? to me, she looks like... Like one of the Bradys. Right. Um, Prosecutor Susan Gill wrote in court papers, the state's evidence will show that the defendant has made admissions indicating his romantic interests in the victim and also stated that she rejected him the night she was killed. That triggered the murder. Mm -hmm. In a passage from September 12, 1975, Moxley reflects on the evening she spent with friends and the Skakels. says, Dear Diary... Was a 15 year old girl. Uh-uh. Dear diary, today was nothing extra special at school. Peter was being his usual self. Me, Jackie, Michael, Tom, Hope, Maureen, Andra went driving in Tom's car. I drove a little then. I was practically sitting in Tom's lap because I was only steering. Uh-huh. 
He kept putting his hand on my knee, dot, dot, dot. I drove some more and Margie and I kept yelling out the sunroof and we went to Friendly's and Michael treated me and got me a double, but I only wanted a single, so I threw the top scoof out the window. (laughs) I was driving again and Tom put his arm around me. He kept doing stuff like that. So this is the older brother. Mm -hmm. Jesus, if Peter ever found out, I would be dead. (gasps) I think Jackie really likes Michael, and I think maybe he likes her, maybe, because he was drunk, but I don't know. A few days later, she writes in her journal uh, about a confrontation that she and Michael had about her interactions with Tommy. Michael was so totally out of it that he was being, this is her words, he was being a real asshole in his actions and words. He kept telling me that I was leading Tom on when I don't like him, except as a friend. I said, well, how about you and Jackie? You keep telling me that you don't like her and you're all over her. He doesn't understand that he can be nice to her without hanging all over her. Michael jumps to conclusions. I can't be friends with Tom just because I talk to him. It doesn't mean that I like him. I really have to stop going over there. These are her musings. I could have sworn I put another excerpt in there. Anyways... So here we are, 2002, back to closer to the present. Skakel was found guilty of murdering Moxley and was sentenced to 20 years of life in prison. Oh. Don't get too happy. <laughs> as I just quick saw your as face. I started to glow, you were like, no. Shot that down. Um, there are several pills over the years, and in April 2007, a petition for a new trial is filed. Michael's former classmate, Gitano Tony Bryant, who happens to be... Kobe Bryant's uncle? Oh, for Pete's sakes, here we go. Contends two of Bryant's friends were involved in the murder, not Michael. Bryant said that on the night of Moxley's murder, one of the companions had wanted to rape her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess they were, according to his statement, and I couldn't find those exact words in here, but when I was uh, listening to it on the YouTube video, basically they're walking down the street and his two friends find a golf club Mm-mm. and say that they want to find a girl and do it animal style. Uh. So th- these are his oh. words. So Bryant said that he did not previously come forward because his mother had warned him that as a black man, he would be tar- tagged for the unsolved murder. Hmm. A two week hearing in one Greenwich, a two week hearing. I can hear- understand. I believe that. That sounds pretty plausible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A two-week hearing, and this is evidence that John F. Kennedy, or Robert F. Kennedy Jr., like somebody came to him with this. Mm-hmm. April 2007 allowed the presentation of his hearsay evidence, among other matters, and in September 2007, Skakel's attorneys filed a petition based on part on Bryant's claims asking for a new trial. Prosecutors formally responded that Bryant may have made up the story to sell play about the case. Mm. So, I don't know. That goes nowhere. And after several years of more appeals, in 2013, a new trial is ordered by a Connecticut uh, appellate judge, Thomas Bishop. It contends that Sherman's representation of Skakel, was, his lawyer, was constitutionally deficient. Judge Bishop writes, the defense of a serious felony prosecution requires attention to detail and energetic investigation and a coherent plan of defense executed. Um, trial counsel's failures in each of these areas of representation were significant and ultimately fatal to constitutionality and adequate defense. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And on November 21st, 2013, Michael is released. That's 10 years into his. Wow. On $1.2 million bail 
after more than a decade behind bars. Wow. December 30th, 2016, Michael's murder conviction is reinstated by the Connecticut uh, Supreme. So this 2016, so 13 to 16, he's free. Michael's murder conviction is reinstated by the Connecticut Supreme Court, which found the legal representation of his 2002 trial competent. (laughs) This poor mother that's having to deal with I know, it's like a freaking yo-yo. Um, January 6, 2017, a motion filed by Michael's legal team to reconsider the Connecticut Supreme Court ruling May 4th, 2018. Um, the Connecticut Supreme Court in a four to three ruling reverses the decision and vacates Michael's convictions, claiming Sherman should have given evidence of Michael's alibi during the 2002 trial. The state has not announced if it will move forward with the retrial. Meanwhile, there's still no justice for Martha Moxley. Her mother, Dorothy, now 86, along with her son, John Moxley, participated in a three-part documentary titled Murder and Justice, The Case of Martha Moxley, which I want to watch, which is hosted by former federal prosecutor, on-air legal analyst, Laura Coates. Her mother still firmly believes that Michael's guilty. I would say if her mom can make gain anything from watching that everybody should watch it yeah if it benefits the mom even if she has enough money to feed a country i, just, I would want anything positive That's to like go her way the worst thing like a mother's nightmare like and she's probably lived and will continue to live as long as she can fight because she wants to see justice for her kid and she probably wants to be with her kid, too. But she's like, I want justice. Exactly. So just sad. not to know who did it. So sad. I think Man. I think in her heart of hearts, she just knows that it's... I think one of one of the interesting things on one of the documentaries were... And as a mom, uh-huh. she kind of got up at night, like, just automatically knew something was wrong. Yeah. And started looking for her. I... I- I will tell you right now, I tell my kids all the time, I would probably take justice into my own hands and not care about whatever happens. If something happened, yeah. Yeah, because your life is already over. That's how I would feel. Yeah. I mean, I can say that now. Probably wouldn't ever do anything like that, but it's really easy to say something. But you're just... Like, how can you go on? I, I think I admire any anybody that, a, a parent that has outlived their child, I just admire. And they're functioning. I admire them already. It's yeah. just amazing. Because I just don't know. I just don't know that I could do it. I don't ever want to find out. I mean, just outliving your, <laughs> your child, like if they die of an illness or uh-huh. sickness, but to know that they were brutally their last moments and you weren't there you know what i mean that person's walking free yeah i've had um i've had people that have come and they're you know you tell them you like that but that justice you knowing that they're behind bars or whatever it's not going to bring your kid back like well if your life that's what your child wants but they want to know that that person that there's justice for their child right i get it it's sad super sad some will just go unsolved forever so I had already started researching this a few weeks ago, so I wanted to kind of get it out of my system. Super sad. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Really no. weird. So, um, I got contacted last night. This is it had nothing to do with this story. Yeah. As of last night, I still hadn't decided what my story was going to be, even though we postponed for one extra day <laughs> because I was so busy listening to um stuff this weekend All on right. the news, and. 
it was kind of in the back of my mind this week. So this lady contacts me last night about some of the stuff that I'm selling. She was like wanting to know if I could do like freehand a picture for her. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I could probably do that. Anyways, her name was Martha. Get out. And then today I went to lunch with my friend Martha. Uh-uh. And then Martha I was like, to... I was like, all right, I'm going to do this story. <laughs> Martha. Martha needs some attention. Yeah. She needs people to remember her. Yeah. And Martha's not a very common name anymore. No, it's not. Right. So anyways, what was your, you started saying something earlier. Must have not been important. Huh. <laughs> I just feel so sad for I know. It is a really so sad story. Sad. It's a really sad story. I feel her mom's 86. Can you imagine living to the ripe old age of 86? and Never knowing who did this. Well, I think I think she I knows. think everybody knows. Just not having proper justice. Super sad. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he did 10 years in jail is still not satisfying at all. Uh-uh. Because he probably had some cushiness. And, they, and the fact that they said it was a crime of passion... The fact that so many years went by where they just kind of like just dropped the case. I don't know that they dropped the case. They just was like they had nothing to go on. So I was just dad bring attention to it again. I think because attention came on it because of that other case, mm. that other Kennedy oh, right, case. Right, right. And so he was just I think it was preemptive. Like he was just trying to, you know, cover all their bases it just in case. It sounds like though he wanted to sink one. Like that he has a favorite. Like this one's already an idiot. Let's just throw him to the wolves really but tommy had anger issues that's another interesting thing he had angry anger issues too there is nothing worse than jealousy right but the older brother had anger issues but yeah that's just a sad story i feel really bad for the mom and the brother the brother there's a her brother too but the mom you know it's totally unnatural to outlive your child Uh all right all right that was depressing you're gonna have to lighten the mood (laughs) all right and you I'm doing mine on the Waverly Hill oh, Sanatorium. You know, I've it. been wanting to do that one forever. Oh shoot! No, that I like. Can't wait to hear this. It is known as one of so a lot of them that I do like. The Whaley House, Queen Mary, known as one of the most scary places, right? Ten top top ten scary places. This is legit <laughs> scary. Yeah. Okay, so can I just tell you? I'm going to tell you ahead of time because I told you I, I need to tell you what, something weird that happened. Mm-hmm. And I think I told you part of it or I texted you part of it. Okay, so I'm watching YouTubers like Omar and was it JC? 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 Faison or whatever. Anyway, love him. Anyway, I'm watching these guys. And as I'm watching it, I lose sound on my TV. So I'm like, because I was trying to rewind it to, oh, that's what I was doing. I was trying to rewind it to watch, because they kept saying it was, it was JC. I think that's his name, JC. Anyway, he kept seeing like a a white, and a lot of people will say they see it, this white apparition, like a, a woman dressed in white, which you hear that in all the stories. Right. And so he, he's like, did you see that? And I'm like, I, I think I actually did, but I'm like. They were being so ridiculous. I was making fun of them <laughs> because I was even talking to Spirit in my house because I was like, don't you ever do this to me. But I, this is hysterical. Like if I ever get to haunt anybody, I'm going to do this. 
whatever the spirit's doing to these guys, because it was wigging them out so bad. And so I'm laughing right. at them being scared just because it was hysterical. And then he sees this white figure or whatever. And so I'm like, I think I saw it. So I tried to rewind it to watch it. And I lost sound on my TV. Well, I have like a theater type thing on my TV. So the speakers are separate from my actual speakers on my TV. And the only... Okay, so for a good 20 minutes, I'm trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with my sound. Like, did I accidentally mute it? No. Why, Why did I just all of a sudden lose sound? And so is my TV messed up? What's happening? No, no, no. Blah, blah, blah. And then I notice... My speaker system is blinking, which that's what it does when it's not quite that it's, it wasn't turned off, but it was like, like it's muted and I can't mute it from that remote. Right. I don't, it doesn't do that. Like that remote will only turn it up and down. I mean, you can mute it, but it won't do that kind of mute. Right. In order to do that, I have to get up and push a button. On the actual speaker. So you started having little issues here and there. (laughs) That's creepy. By the time I figured it out, I was like, how did that happen? Why did that happen? And I had to get up and actually push the button to get the sound back. I'm like, the only way that could have happened is if somebody actually pushed a button. Weird, right? What the heck? Why? That's not the first time that's happened when you're like researching for one of the stories. No. So crazy. Yeah. And then the fact that I had a complete, like I have, especially this last week, I've had like a lot of restless nights Mm -hmm. in my body, setting up for Connor for their wedding and then breaking it all down. That was a lot of, that was a lot of my body. My body's just like hurting and yeah, and catching up on all of that. (laughs) And we kind of talked about this too. When I texted you the other day about the whole full moon thing, like this happens to me every time where I'll have restless nights. Like I have sleepless nights, like leading up to the full moon. And then I'm like, I just want this to be over. (laughs) Right. But this time, even after the full moon was over, I was still like was up all night, Mm -hmm. waking up at three o'clock in the morning, not able to fall back asleep, like just like and pressure. Like I was getting like this pressure in my neck area, which... I mean, I know people like to blame things on the full moon all the time, but oh, wait I a minute. really... Was it right here? Yes. That's your, like, antenna. It was just a... It that's was your, like, awful this whole week. That's that's like an antenna, and they were probably heightening you. Ugh, I didn't like it. I didn't like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, try last night where I'm already uncomfortable with my pain. I had taken melatonin, which... I can usually fall asleep after a certain... I mean, I typically don't go to sleep until after one anyway. So I'm like, oh, it's only one. Oh, it's two. I should be falling asleep soon. Next thing I know, it's 4.30 in the morning. If I don't go to sleep... Oh, God. Yeah, if the sun comes up, I don't. I won't go to sleep. I can't go to sleep once the sun comes up. And so I'm like, oh, dear Lord. And the cat's irritated by me. And I'm wide awake. Like, I'm in pain. I'm uncomfortable. But on top of it, I'm wide awake. It was the most irritating night. But what I saw on some of those YouTubes after they would finish doing these sanatorium is they would actually write on there, like, couldn't sleep that whole night after or whatever. Like, they they were kept awake. So... I don't know. Maybe that had something to do with it. Interesting. I don't know. We'll know tonight if I, I actually sleep. I do know, like, 
the, the reason you piqued my interest is you were talking about ghost hunters earlier. Like mm-hmm. every year on Halloween, after they had done their first sanatorium visit, they would literally go to Waverly Hills mm. to do their, they used to do like a Halloween night where they would close the place down and well, do I a watched, live. It was live. Oh, was it live? Yeah, they would do live. I watched one and they're not my like favorite. Those is it ghost hunters or it's one of the ghost hunting guy shows uh-huh. on what is that channel history channel history they're channel all on the history channel yeah. aren't they or travel travel channel yeah and so i'm watching them and i'm like oh gosh i'm gonna i'm just gonna see what these guys and they, they had some legitimate yeah no. motorcycle maybe a motorcycle <laughs> so it's like i'm gonna see if oh but they were having some legitimate things that were freaking them out they did a whole lockdown thing and they're a little bit dramatic and they always ghost adventures yeah where yeah. they like cut off and yeah. they'll be like oh my gosh did you hear that and they come back and they're like oh it was nothing and they're always provoking always yeah but but they did have some and i mean they it was legit this place is legitimately yeah freaky okay so now you want me to tell you about it tell me about don't it don't cry everybody get ready okay can you and go okay? Okay, and <laughs> go. <laughs> I like it when you do it back. Okay, so I think I'm starting with a little history. So Waverly Hill was purchased by Major Thomas, which I did debated on giving this history, but I think it's significant. In 1883, as the Hayes family home, which I didn't realize that. Did you? It was a home? It was this guy's family home. It's freaking huge. It, well, it originally wasn't that big. Oh, okay. And so, um, since the new home was so far away from any existing, like, schools or anything, pretty much, he I, I didn't finish writing that, I don't think. Oh, I totally wrote out of order. Anyway, Mr. Hayes decided to open a local school for his daughters to attend. He started a one-room schoolhouse on Pages Lane and hired Lizzie Lee Harris as the teacher. Hmm. Uh, I mean, okay, so when I'm writing this and reading it, I, I was like, I almost feel like there's like a romantic connection. Or maybe I'm like ha- making up my own story. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's a romantic connection between him and her. Because due to Miss Harris's fondness, for the Walter for Walter Scott's Waverly novels, which by the way, Waverly has been spelled many different ways. So I think Waverly novels is spelled W A V E R L E Y. I think. And then Waverly House, I think was spelled that way at one time, then it was spelled with one E or yeah. When he, without the extra E. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know why that's significant. I find it interesting, but interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I want to know what Waverly novels is, what so, Walter Scott's Waverly novels are. So probably like a set of novels that she was like interested in and it got named after but that? But it makes me want to be interested in it. Like, why was she interested in it? I want to read it. They didn't have TV. I know. Okay. I love books too, so. I get it. Yeah, no. Anyway. um, I'd name mine after, it would be Outlander, Outlander Hills. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's it's coming. 
I know, but I can't watch it. Yet. You can come over here and okay. watch it. Okay. 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 She named the schoolhouse Waverly School. Major Hayes liked the peaceful surrounding name. <laughs> Waverly. <laughs> yeah. Waverly. So he named the property Waverly Hill. Ooh. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Hill. <laughs> You crazy gal. So I feel like I'm echoing. So I keep getting really close to it. It sounds better this way. Yeah. I know, but I can only be so close. Pull it close to you this I know, way. But, but then you can't read. I know. Sorry, everybody, for the echo. All right. One of these days we'll have better microphones. Yeah. We need people to like, you know, help, help us. Help no, us. No, wait. Here, here it is. We're going to haunt you. <laughs> Help us. We need better microphones. Okay, so so the Waverly Hills Sanatorium is in Louisville. Louisville. Uh-huh. Say it. Louisville. Yeah, but they don't say it like that. They say Louisville. Louisville. Louisville, Louisville Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay, can I tell you something funny? Just this totally off the subject not really though um for halloween one year my sister had a halloween party and i didn't really have a costume so i got all dressed up like a beauty queen Uh and i blacked out some teeth why did that picture just come into my head right now that you just like (laughs) had a toothless smile (laughs) okay and then i put hair on my chest right here Uh, and i and i had a sash thing and I went as, don't you people steal my ideas. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I went as Miss. No, anybody's listening in Kentucky, this is This is going to no. be very insulting. <laughs> but I went as, no, I didn't go as Miss Kentucky. I went as Miss Kentucky. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And you're welcome. And go. Okay. Apparently. Apparently. It I'm open. not going to be able to get out of Miss Kentucky. No. Okay. <laughs> My tooth. <laughs> okay, so it opened in 1910 as... Okay, so it opened in 1910 as a two-story doohickey, mm-hmm. right? But now it's five stories. In 1926... Doohickey? It, is that a Kentucky hickey. thing? That's a Kentucky thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so in 1926 is when it became the huge five-story thing i believe okay so they and, added yeah as it went along. yeah because in 1910 um as a two-story hospital it accommodated 40 to 50 tuberculosis patients that's when tuberculosis was like really hitting its peak yeah because um jefferson county was hit really hard with the tuberculosis because of like the river, Ohio River, mm-hmm. and the wetlands and all that. And it like. That's why people started coming out here to dry it up. <laughs> <laughs> go out there. Let's go out west to, to the wild, dry. wild west. Yeah, then we can get some valley fever. <laughs> Whole different story. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, 1900s, right there, it says that. Can you read that? Just kidding. I think well, it. T- I've heard on Facebook that it takes a special skill to read backwards. Yeah, yeah. Can you do that? <laughs> All right. Anyway, there were many tuberculosis cases in Louisville 
Um, yeah, so I already told you that about the Taipei. Now I'm going to be doing that. Okay. <laughs> no insult. Carlene, Kentucky. Kentucky just has her own <laughs> accent. Okay, so they say one person an hour would die. So they had that slide, right? Okay, so they so what they did was they had um, what was it called the tunnel? It was like a morgue tunnel, right? Kind of. Yeah, but it was. No, damn it. I forget what it was called. Hold on. I wrote it down. Anyway, they had the tunnel. And wait, wait, wait for it. Wait for it. They discarded. Oh, shit. Created a tunnel. I didn't even write it down. How could I not freaking write it down? Anyway, so the doctors there wanted to keep morale up because so many patients were dying hourly. And the tunnel of death. No, but it was called something else. There's another name for it. But anyway, because they were they wanted to keep morale up of the patients that weren't dying, they created this tunnel that's 500 feet downward right. down the hill. And then they would just like roll the corpse down that hill. <laughs> God. And then I guess they would have people down your at the last, bottom. Your very last wee. Yeah. <laughs> After you've been like cooped up in this hospital yeah. for months, dying of tuberculosis, yeah. your lungs you have been to... all eaten up, and yeah. now you're like a corpse. Ugh. Anyway, god darn it, I gotta find the name of that tunnel. All I'm getting is the death chute. Okay, you want to know something else? Hmm. They had a lot of kids there too. Hmm. Isn't that sad? Like yeah. they had a whole children's like wing. a whole wing. Yeah, and then because before they had the um. Shoot, what was the streptomycin, the antibiotic for TB? Uh Uh-huh. Before that, the only cure, like, was they would put people, so they have, where some of the rooms are facing, they have, like, an open area, and they would just line all the beds, and the sunlight was, like, part of the cure Mm -hmm. for... Tuberculosis. I guess, and they would just line people up. And so, it's sometimes it gets super, super cold out there. Not to mention, even inside the hospital itself, it's pretty cold. Ugh. Kind of be comfortable. You know what's sad? What I noticed is, even though this, like, horrific thing was happening, and so much of the, the... cures were experimental so they they were doing shock therapy on some where they were like the tuberculosis would go to their brain they were doing putting like weights on their chest they were doing just so many it seems cruel but they were trying to help them but if you look at the photos like the nurses look so kind like they were just the ner- if you worked in that sanatorium that's what your life was you didn't leave they were self-sufficient. They had livestock. Mm-hmm. They had, they grew their own food. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you can't leave that property. You are quarantined once you, even the workers. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And so, but they, they just look so kind even in all the photos. And even though these people are dying, they looked happy that, you know, like it didn't look miserable. Right. Like they looked cared for. At that time. Right. right. Because, I mean, you know, they were miserable. But, you know, sometimes you could see those kind of pictures and they just look like they're being. Looks like death. Yeah. Death is, being, death is coming. And they're being neglected and the nurses don't give a shit. But they have this. So there's. Body this, slide. Body slide. Thank you. God, that would have driven me crazy. So they have this one. They call it the most haunted room. But I will tell you, watching the YouTubes, it was not the most active room. 
and it's room 502 where a nurse, I think by that room, one nurse had like leaped to her death. Mm -hmm. But the most famous one is the nurse that hung herself. They said that she got pregnant by one of the doctors and she's unwed with an unwanted pregnancy. Right. So she ended up hanging herself. But they there's also a, a little rumor I heard that she may have also had TB. Oh. Yeah. And so they, they say that people feel, like even back then, a, a huge sense of sadness around that room, which right. that makes sense to me. But anyway, so that room is supposed to be haunted by her. But really, when people, when I was watching YouTube, that did not seem like it was the most haunted room. Like, hmm. there were many other floors. So, there's all the kids. There, There's um, this little boy, Timmy. <laughs> Timmy? Yeah. Timmy. Timmy. We've talked about Timmy here before. <laughs> have you? Different Timmy. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm like, have we talked about this Timmy? No, not this Timmy. So, Timmy, I think I think people like to name ghosts just to name them, but um, this Timmy, so they're talking about, like, uh, JC, we're going to just call it JC face on, but, oh, burpee, and, um, <laughs> and Omar, and so I can't remember whose channel it was, but they were talking about this, the the kid and whatever and then they're on their ghost hunt they're walking down the hallways and all of a sudden this ball comes out of nowhere and they like have it on film it just rolls out no like gets thrown out oh hell no yeah what? it's not just rolled it's thrown out it's like catch yeah like play with me and then what the hell i need to watch that oh it's so good i, I will definitely send send you the thing so we could put it for other people to watch then there was um i think it was the buzzfeed guys where they were like tossing the ball but it didn't come back at them or anything mm -hmm. and then um <laughs> we're not even drinking beer no and then um, ah, my throat is i like that this says choco vine pleasantly sinful because oh. it is pleasantly simple it is i it's... i think i i found my my winter wine because this feels like perfectly you get a little of your chocolate mm -hmm. craving and a little then you bit get of your wine, wine. Yeah. yeah it must yeah. be healthy because you get the chocolate and the red wine yeah i don't justify it anyway um where was i with sorry this? no 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 oh okay so i think it was on omar's omar is filming and i love it when they catch stuff otherwise i'm like okay you guys stop being stupid no they're filming and a door just shuts and he has it on film it's amazing i feel like they get better stuff on some of these youtubes and some mm -hmm. of these ghost other... channels yeah and also on these like ghost adventures and stuff it's a lot of build up before and the it... commercial and... right and how much of it is because now scripted they're... yeah yeah and even on the youtubers but when it's just them and their camera and there's only two of them and it it's feels very a little apparent. bit more organic. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Anyway, so yeah, there was some oh, there's just it it's this place is legitimately freaky. And then every single one of them would leave and be like, This is the scariest. Oh my gosh. And then JC, the JC guy, is standing there. And this is how I have to say, I'm gonna say it's legit because he's standing there with Mo, another YouTuber, and they're filming stuff happening in this one room, and he gets completely knocked off his feet. Like, he hurt himself. 
And then he, you could see the hole in his jeans. I'm pretty sure that's not just going to, he's not going to just do that out of the blue. And he said it felt like somebody had grabbed him and like swiped him out from underneath him. Mm-hmm. And there are reports of like a facetious being doing something like that. Ugh. Like just like there's people that have left with like bruises on them. Yeah. Things happening like wow. that. It is it's freaky. Yeah, and that I'm is con- freaky. I choose to believe. Uh, don't touch me. No. I hate, like, one of my biggest pet peeves is when they, like, when they're doing these ghost hunting shows uh-huh. and they go into a dark room and they're like, you can go ahead and touch me if you'd like. Yeah. Or, you know, if it's a female and it's, like, a ghost that's particularly attracted to females yeah. or doing things to females, like, you can smack me, you can do whatever, like, just, like, when they say stuff like that, I'm just, like, sitting there, like, cringing the whole time waiting. I like it when spirit touches me, but only if they're nice. Nice. Like I like even at home because sometimes it's soothing to me that like if if I don't feel them like it's like they're tucking me into bed like when I go to sleep and I feel them on my bed you know like I feel like they're tucking me in right but if it's something like the wet willy thing yeah that was a problem (laughs) that still makes me laugh that's a boundary (laughs) yeah you're not allowed to wet willy my ear. No, no, but I remember like when I had the light dark thing going on, I remember being in the shower one time and feeling this burn on my back. And I was just like, how on my back? Why would that be? I almost feel like I got scratched on my back and I look in the mirror and I have a giant scratch going down my back. Is that when you were still like learning to set the boundaries? Yeah. Or? Like I didn't know. I, I had a facetious something in my house that was trying to mess with you yeah the, the scratcher the Ugh. that thing you know a lot of like i've noticed in a lot of the shows when people get scratches then mm-hmm. it'll like turn red hot yeah like, they feel like they're burning that because it's like um it's not a clean scratch it's it's because it does it feels like have you ever been scratched by a dog mm-hmm. and you know how like it, it burns sometimes like to get, it's not a clean scratch like right. if you scratch yourself right i can't describe it but yeah that's that's exactly how it felt in the shower and i was like damn i feel like i got it scratched down my back and it burns yeah huh and then i looked and i had a scratch down my back and then i was just like back the f off you can't do that to me no touching no bad touching my little baby's crying i know god i think he wants me (laughs) (laughs) okay so other things that have happened are sightings of a doppelganger you know what that is Mm -hmm. okay and then um which i don't know about that I don't know how I feel about that. So, like, um, the ghost hunter person will see their own doppelganger. Right. But then they say, if you see your doppelganger, that means that you're going to die. Right. Like, I don't know about all that stuff. Like, listen, people, be careful of what you hear. Right. I can tell you a lot of stuff that isn't true. Like, the... That people that do what I do will tell you is true, and I'm telling you it isn't. (laughs) Because... I'm telling you, it's not. Anyway. So you think that one's bullshit? I just, yeah, I don't think that one's true, but whatever. I don't know everything. Um, Okay, I told you about that. Oh, and then they show shadow figures. And I think it was on the ghost adventure, ghost hunter thing, that they actually 
caught a shadow figure and even they were excited and freaked out and went to the ghost society people to show them mm-hmm. that they caught an actual shadow figure. Really? Well, yeah. So, and and you can see it. That's but, the one time they can actually show you something without going to a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa! Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so wait, I got to tell you something else. Okay, I think that this JC... Um, ex- yeah, I think he experiences so much, though, because I think he has a sensitivity. I also think that he's just open to it. Right. And Which is so, probably why he's attracted to doing this. this. Right. And I think that, I mean, because he does have, like, the most and the best experience. Him and uh, his friend, Sunny D. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Um, he, uh, him and Mo are in, and they hear a train. And I'm like, they're like, oh, do you hear that? It's a train. And I'm like, are there train tracks out there? I mean, that's right. not that big of a deal. But the train kept getting louder and louder. Like, it was in the building. Oh, that's weird. And yeah. you could hear it? Could you hear it? You could hear it on their video. Uh-huh. It's insane. And so then... um they were talking about how the owners had said that that happens, that you can hear a phantom train. And so then they're doing their thing. And a couple minutes later, you hear it again and it's louder. Yeah. And no way are two trains going to go by. Right. Like you might, like even where I live, I can hear the train go through Glendale, but you're not going to hear one and then two seconds later hear another one. Right. So, and it was loud. It was uh, I'm gonna. I'll send you the video so you can post it. Okay. Okay. I I've been having. Sorry, I haven't. I've been having a hard time like posting it on our website. Can because we post it on Facebook? I just feel like we have to make another blog page and link it to that. Yeah, we could probably post it. Why on don't Facebook. we just tell people like I'm telling them right now? Right. Go to CJ F A S O N and look at his YouTube that talks about Waverly Hills. Thank you. Waverly (laughs) Hills. And go look at it, you guys, because they can go look at it. Right. You don't need to link it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like there's a whole bunch of them. I think he has two of them because he he went a couple different times, but they're both really fun to watch. And Omar Gosh is really good to watch, too. Yeah. Okay. So there we did it. Okay. Okay. Oh, and then there was also with the Ghost Adventure guys whistling so you know how they'll do the recorders and they'll get so whatever and so but this one the whistling was so loud and clear and they say that um people will hear the whistles the the ghost whistles before an attack so before a ghost gets them mm-hmm. but you know i'm telling you what i say his name was jc mm-hmm. is it cj or jc i think it might be cj i think it's cj we're all calling him. Let's get his name right. Cause yeah, it's CJ. It's CJ, yeah. JC didn't <laughs> sound right. Okay, you know, we're, we're on our second whole bottle of We're wine. literally almost done. But, you know, Stella Rosa is a lot like Kool-Aid. It's, yeah. Very Kool-Aid-y. And it's super weak. Like, I wasn't feeling anything with that one, but this one seems pretty strong. Yeah, Stella Rosa is like 5%. Uh-huh. This one even tastes strong. Yeah, it does. You could taste. It tastes like but it like a white Russian. Like there's vodka. It, it tastes like there's something else besides wine uh-huh. in there, definitely. Okay, so anyway, yeah. He oh I even have it right here. CJ. CJ and Mo. It's Mo and CJ. Anyway, 
um, when he got swiped out from underneath himself, he didn't get a, he didn't hear, hear a whistle. But anyway, I highly recommend if you haven't watched any of the other YouTubes, you guys go watch these because they are badass and they'll scare the bejeebies out of you. <laughs> I've watched a few of them. They freak me out. Yeah. Yeah. This one. In the daytime. Like, oh, no. I don't get freaked out in the daytime and oh. I'm like literally out in the garage. And I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I was watching these all last night and this morning and when my speaker jacked up which one were you watching when that happened i think i was watching oh i was watching cj i was because because he said he saw the white in down the hallway and i was and i saw it so i wanted to rewind to see if i actually saw something right if it was was that just energy and orb because there was a lot of that that they were totally missing there was a lot of dust and then there was actual energies and then um which can look the same if you know the way that you have to the the way they fly is what makes you right <laughs> anyway and then um so i wanted to make sure i was actually seeing what he was seeing did he actually catch it this time and so when i was trying to rewind it that's when my thing messed up interesting i know i think i'm gonna have to go back and look again now that i figured out yeah <laughs> okay anyway super crazy so go 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 check it out. And if you live in Kentucky, go. Oh, and you can take tours. First of all, on Halloween, they actually open it up for like Halloween tours. Right. And then you can actually book private tours where they'll lock you in and stuff. I don't know. It's probably quite a bit of money. It's a five-story humongous building with that's like a lot gargoyles. of walking there's gargoyles on i it. know there was like i think it might have been ghost hunters where they um uh, there was a room with um you know where they put dead dead people like a morgue it was yeah. like a morgue mm-hmm. where you pull out the things and one of the guys they got went, in them yeah every every single one of these people do that <sighs> i swear it seems like every single one the, the last one i watched was not even long before I, it was earlier this morning it was the last one I watched, and I was like, oh, I'll watch this guy. I don't know who he is. And he got in it and laid down, and as he spent a long time in there, and then he couldn't wiggle himself out. And as he was wiggling himself out, you could hear the metal, like, squeak. And he's like, did you hear that? Oh, my God. It, it scared him. You could tell it scared him because it was... He wasn't doing that. Right. He wasn't actually pulling the thing out. He was trying to squirm his way out. And there's no way he... Mm-mm. 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 That was... Mm-mm. So, I don't know if I've got my sanatoriums all mixed up. Mm-hmm. It, did this one become, like, kind of like an insane asylum after, like, the whole... After all that had passed, didn't it become an insane asylum? No, not this one. Okay. They were mm-hmm. actually... After this, in 1961, this one was done tb was over no fun fact my mom got tb and she got a rare form of tb in her back in her lower back really yeah and it was like we were all brought in i was a baby like little and they brought us all in had the priest and do last rites and everything it was a tb that you get from like bats or something i don't know it was weird but anyway 
there wasn't it wasn't this TB. Right. And so she had to go to Denver State, Denver Jewish Hospital or whatever, and they were able to cure her. Isn't that crazy? That was going to be my question. It's like, did anybody ever survive tuberculosis? Like, I mean, they... Because it always seems like a death sentence in every Victorian movie <laughs> I've ever movies. watched. Anything before 1960? No. Yeah, but like in the 1930s, if you watched the old movies and they like... Right. If there's blood <laughs> there's in there, blood you're in like, there. oh my God, he's dead. He's or dying. He, or he's like a goner. hides it in his pockets because he doesn't want anybody to know he has tuberculosis. Right. <laughs> Now they do it and they hide it in their pocket because they don't want anybody to know they have cancer. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. that's, that's what they do in the yeah. movie. So, yeah. So in 1961, I I think that's after, like, that's once the antibiotic became. Vaccinations and all that. Yeah. Because cause the, uh, what did I call the banana? The banana? The banana? <laughs> The banana hammock? Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Well, that would be the cure. The banana. The banana hammock. And it's time for you to have your banana. <laughs> and then a guy walks in wearing a Speedo. Have your children had their banana? <laughs> and he does a little jig. Yeah. It's it's called streptomycin. Okay. Okay. So once that... So that's why in 1961, tuberculosis was no more. They didn't need that hospital anymore. And then, um, I think it might have been in the 80s or so, some guys came in and were going to make it a prison. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And then the county or the city or whatever, county I'm assuming, didn't were the deal was that they were going to help purchase some of the land and whatever that didn't fall through or that did fall through and then it was going to be a hotel and i just think now the owners who have it are making gobs of money by people doing these ghost hunting adventures right And they are renovating it, so I don't know why or what they're going to do with it, but it is a beautiful place. It's huge. It's massive. Humongous. Um, By the time they did five floors, it could accommodate, I think they said, 500 people. Right. So it is humongous. Interesting. Yeah, and that tunnel, though. But yeah, they should make it a hotel. You think so? Creepy-ass hotel. What? The land. I don't know. You know what's funny? Like, a lot of these places that were sanatoriums back in the day ended Mm. up becoming hotels because there were so many rooms. Yeah. Like, in different parts of the country. They're famous. People go to them because they want to run into ghosts. Or they should just, like, fix it up and keep it a little ghost hunting adventure place. Right. Whatever. And, oh, you know what they should do is, like, make it, like, a dinner place, too, like, where people could have, like, weddings and dinner engagement type things. Hey, kind of like the place in Jerome. Yeah. It's a hotel, though. Right. And wasn't it a sanatorium before? Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, yes, it was. What was it called? It's called the Asylum. Oh, my gosh. Yep. We both came on that at the same time. Yeah. Jinx. We're, we're amazing. <laughs> I'm kind of slow to the jinx. I'm like, jinx. It's okay. It's It's the wine. Okay, so this Chaco vine is a product of Holland. Uh And it's 14% alcohol. That would make sense. Yeah. But it is Dutch chocolate and Uh wine. So there's nothing else in there. Tastes like it. It's strong. It tastes like there's vodka or something. Not vodka, but something else in it. Dutch chocolate and fine red wine. Yep, that's it. That's all that's in there. And it is delicious. This is 
delicious. I was like on the fence of whether this was going to even be worth it. Uh-huh. Got that at Winco. Did you? Winco. I love Winco. I haven't been there in a while. This is our Winco commercial. <laughs> <laughs> they have the best fruit and veggies too. They last forever. Mm-hmm. God, they last a long time. I'm, I need to go there and shop. All right. Well, that's it for me. All right. Did you get some good facts? I didn't even write half of those down. I just had done so much video watching. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But I will tell you, here's some interesting facts. Let me just pull it up here real quick. This uh, sanatorium was featured on ABC Fox Family Channel's Scariest Places on Earth, VH1 Celebrity Paranormal Project, Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters, Zone... Reality's Creepy, I don't know what that is, The British Show Most Haunted, Paranormal Challenge, Ghost Adventures on Travel Channel, and in episodes, this is what was interesting to me, episodes 18, The Bull and the the Beautiful, don't know what that is, of season three of Animal Planet series Call of the Wild Man. It was also featured on paranormal shows Ghost Asylum, The Paranormal Lockdown, which I couldn't find it when I was trying to watch it on Paranormal Lockdown. So both on Destination America. It was also mentioned on CW show Supernatural in season 11, episode 23, Alpha and Omega. Mm. Isn't that interesting? I love that show. It's pretty freaking like famous. I don't remember that though. Well, I have to go back and watch it. Back and watch. Yeah, but Anyway, I, I don't usually mention those little tidbits, but mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Don't know about the rest of you. Yeah, that place is definitely haunted. A lot of touching. Let's remember a lot of touching, a lot of yeah. seeing shadow people. There yeah. was shadow people. Because like, I think it was like on the top floor uh-huh. where they would see people walking by. If I have my sem- sanatoriums not mixed up. <laughs> I mean, and I think I've, I've seen some youtube sanatoriums and 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 hospital you know just all kinds of old i just watched a few when we were doing our last one when i was trying to figure out what to do last time right and most of them have some pretty freaky stuff going on because there's death and where some i mean like this this place in particular some of these people have been at for years like it's their home right and some they go to die they're literally like they go there and they don't and so it's kind of like me and my house when i die i'm coming back to it people You know, I'm just saying where there could be some facetious people or souls. And then there's some that maybe haven't traveled on. But like the kids, there there were some kids that had to be there, not because they were sick, but because their parents were in there and there was nothing else to do with them. Right. So they were in another ward. Right. So, yeah, I'm just saying. (laughs) there's some souls that didn't want to leave we were just talking about that my friend and i was like i was like i'm fascinated with because you think that when your loved one dies Uh automatically you're like they went to heaven Uh or wherever well some people think if you tell them like oh uncle johnny's always with you they literally think uncle johnny is has nothing better to do than to be with you just kick back with you all the time he's 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 sitting in the car next to you all the time. 
<laughs> they're not living their life wherever no. they're at now. No, no. But yeah, I like I trip out on the fact that because we have this assumption that everybody's gone to a higher place, mm-hmm. but there's these people that are stuck here, literally mm-hmm. stuck here. Mm-hmm. You know, either because they had a traumatic death or it could be a religious thing, like if they committed suicide and they don't realize that it's okay to go to the light. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll, how many souls, like, do you think are just stuck on this planet? Like, I mean. And I, I don't think they can, once you're, you don't get a whole lot of time before, like, like, you better hurry up and make up your mind. Right. Or you're going to be stuck here. Stuck here. That's scary. Like, there's a time limit? <laughs> I, I think so. Because there's times that I've been kind of rushed to help somebody go. Really? To the light. That's kind of ominous. I don't know. It's kind of freaky. I mean, I don't know. I don't know because I don't know the rules. Right. Listen, and some people may claim to think they do. I don't have a problem saying I don't. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have a show if people weren't stuck here. You know what I mean? No. I mean, and I mean, think about it, though. Like if somebody comes to my house and I'm on the other side and they're coming to see if I'm there or anybody else is. Right. If you're going to call me up, I'm going to answer your phone call. Right. So that's what happens at a lot of these places. So a lot of times it's people that have already gone on, but you've, you're calling them back. You're yeah. just like saying. And so they're like, hey, let's have fun with this guy. Right. Hey, these people, here they are again. Let's have some fun. Yeah, I, I, tr- I do believe that. But some are like legitimately people that are just I'm telling you at this place, I would say that there are some that are, it's a little of a mixture of everything. I think some that there's like a heaviness of like, maybe they, I don't know, maybe they have some stuff that they need to figure out. I have, and then I think that there are some that have gone on, but they, that's their home. Right. And they come back. And visit. Yeah. Interesting. And then I think there could be some nasty little buggers in there. I don't know because I'm not there. Huh. <laughs> I don't care to investigate that stuff. Not the nasty ones? Nope. By nasty, you mean non-human? <laughs> well, some of the stuff. Not wherever were... corporal. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even, like my kids at home, I won't even let people say the words. I'm like, don't you say that name? Mm. Let's not. Let's not nope. talk about it. Because I have to go to bed tonight, and I have to fall asleep, because I need to get a good night's sleep tonight. So do I. (sighs) I want to sleep. All right. Well, I guess that's our show. Yep. That is our show. Um, Don't forget our little contest. Go on to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and rate, review. Make sure you write a review, because that's what's going to get your name in the hat. And if you don't have iTunes, go on to our Facebook. Like us, rate us, and write us a review as well. And your name goes into the hat, and we will announce it on our next episode. Tune in. Tune you get a shirt. In. They're yummy. They are really cute. I think anyway. some dribble almost came out of Oh, my no. <laughs> I just want to make sure it wasn't a You're scooter. cut off. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Not really. No. We're not cut off. We're going to finish this bottle. Oh, no. Darn Darn. It. I'm so hungry right now, though. Are you? I thought he was bringing you wings. I know. I don't smell wings. Do you I, smell wings? No. It's, I didn't even think he ever came home. That... I think we have to go check on my husband. We might have to send out a search party. That stinker. All righty, guys. That's been our show tonight. Have a good night. Good Thanks night. for joining us. I'm Alma. I'm Carlene. Good night. Night. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Tipsy Tales. Music by Jesse Biscata, artwork by Sergio Hernandez. And if you're listening on iTunes, please don't forget to rate and review. Thanks.